Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome to Talking Sense, a podcast with me, Dr. Marta. Every week, I answer one of your real life questions and offer you some psychological understandings, ideas, and strategies to guide you. Every week, I like to start with a little mindful moment just for you. And today, I want you to count three things that you can see, three things that you can hear, and three things that you can feel. Just do it now. It does not have to be complicated. And when you're done, let's begin. Today's question is on praise, and I know this is a big hot topic at the moment. So let's have a listen. Hi, Dr. Mato. Um, so my son is four, and so far I've been a very big praise praise giver. Um, and I'm a little bit worried about how do I um, move away from over praising him so that he can start to develop an internal feeling of accomplishment without me externally cueing him so he knows he can celebrate his achievements um so how can i go about fostering that self-accomplishment without him feeling like i'm withdrawing love thanks very much okay so the first thing i'm gonna say is that praise gets such a bad rep i feel really sad when i hear parents say that they praise their child too much and that's a bad thing it is not a bad thing to praise your child okay For me, it really isn't about not praising your child. It's about learning that there is a balance and there are different kinds of praise that do different things. And when we're aware of that, that means we can choose more carefully the words that we use with our children and when we use them. Because praise is incredibly powerful, but it also has some unintended consequences. And those two things can go together. So once you're aware of the unintended consequences, you can make a more conscious choice about how you share your praise with your child. What I don't want you to do is to not praise them for fear that you're going to harm them. Praise feels good. We all like compliments, we all like to have praise for doing well, so this isn't something that we should remove away from our child, but we do also just have to have a moment and really acknowledge that praise is not love. Praise is what we call the words that we string together to communicate our approval when we want to offer encouragement or express a celebration to our child. What praise does is say, I accept you, or I like this about you. It really shines a spotlight on a child's behavior or an achievement or a personal attribute. And the words that you choose define where you put the spotlight. But this isn't love, okay? Let's not confuse praise with loving because praise is often about achievement. It's about managing to do something or feeling that somebody 
gets your approval for doing something. That is not the same as love, which children get from our connection, from our just our presence, our loving presence with our child, and the way that we kind of witness them do things, like with our shared gaze, or our interactions with them, the way that we approach them, both physically and with our tone of voice, all those things communicate our love to our child. But praise is not that, okay? Lots of children get lots of praise at school, and that is not about love, that it's about achievement. So let's separate those two concepts first and foremost, before I go into talk about the types of praise that there are, and I'm gonna try and spell these out to give you a sense of what they sound like or look like, and then how you can incorporate all of these types of praise. Because for me, it's about balance and thinking about how you offer praise and what fits best for your child alongside the skills that you wanna build in them into adulthood. I will also touch on the pitfalls of praise and the pressure that praise can offer children in a way that we don't intend, but it is there. And some children are more or less sensitive to this and only you know what is right for your child. Some children need a lot more of one kind of praise than another. And it's really helpful to know that there are different ways that you can offer your child encouragement, celebration, approval, whilst building up their internal sense of self-worth that says, I don't need external validation to tell me that what I'm doing is good. Because when I do this, it feels good already. I know that within me. External validation, that's a bonus. It's a little bit like the cherry on top of the cake. It is not necessary. It's just nice. So I'm gonna start talking about different kinds of praise and I'm gonna go with the really easy one that everybody gets, everybody loves receiving, and we dish this out to children really easily. It just rolls off the tongue. It's the kind of praise that is about complimenting, okay? And it feels good. It feels really good when somebody says, well done, or you're so clever, or wow, you look so pretty, or even things like, good boy, good girl. Okay, those kinds of comments, they feel good to kids. They feel good to us too. When you're going out somewhere and somebody compliments the way that you look or your hair or celebrate something you've done, it feels nice, right? So let's just remember that first and foremost. Praise, it feels good. And One of the things that we know, and the research is very clear about this, is that when we praise children for things that we as adults see as being good, whether it is intelligence, prettiness, doing something right, getting the top scores on a test, okay? Achievements or just value-based judgments, what happens is that for some children, those who are more sensitive to this, they can find this a form of pressure. A form of pressure to remain looking pretty at all times. A form of pressure to get things right and achieve all the times, to get that sticker, to get the award, to get the top result on the test. Okay, a a real pressure to be good for you. Now, lots of us who were raised in the 80s, This was the standard form of praise. This is the kind of praise that we all recognize and we probably had in bucket loads, okay? And I think of our generation, because I'm a kid of the 80s, as the praise junkie generation. 
we love it. Like we love it. We like live off it because that's what we were given. And this was a time in our society where a lot of parenting was based on praise and punishment. That was it. Those were the two things that everybody in our society, particularly obviously Western society, I'm focusing on that at the moment, but we were told that's what helps children do well. You praise them when you want to see more of a behavior and you punish them when you want to see less. Now, this is a very, very simplistic way of thinking about child development, child behavior, the things that make children motivated to do or not do. And we know that now, but the science that we have now, we didn't have it then. So it makes sense that we just went for some of those behavioral standards and also they're easy. And so it looks like a really quick fix because you can see that children lap up praise. But of course, there are some children who don't lap it up, okay? Some children find this kind of praise really uncomfortable. So if you have a child and when you praise them, you say, well done, or you did so well, their response is, no, I didn't. Take that as a clue, like a really strong signal that they're saying, your praise does not feel good to me. And if this is confusing to you, it might help to understand that there is an unintended consequence of this kind of praise, which is pressure. It is the pressure to maintain these high standards and particularly children who are the values that we're saying here, children who are clever, we know this from research, children who are really smart, children who are pretty, those kind of values that we then dish out at them and say, you are this, this is something that you have innately, you're either born with it or you are not. It gives children the message that they need this external validation in order to feel good about what they achieve. So what they then do is seek it out more. So that might sound like, do you like my dress? Or look at my picture, do you like it? And when they do this, what they're saying is, is this acceptable to you? Do you like what I did for you, for your approval? And what we know is that there's two sides to this. One, children then struggle to just feel that sense of self-worth from doing something that they enjoy without external validation. If they don't get external validation, they doubt themselves. They think, I don't know if this drawing is very good because nobody's told me it's very good. So how do I know that? So without the external validation and the kind of acknowledgement that they have done well, what can happen to these children, and this can also be carried on into adulthood, of course, is that they don't feel good about what they do. And it makes them doubt their process. It makes them doubt that they've done good enough. There is no good enough without the praise. So that's one side of it. The other side of words that complement this kind of praise that just names things that we're basically saying, we like this. As adults, we approve of this, or these innate values that you carry, they are good, is that it can really make some children, and this is often the really clever ones, the intelligent ones, they're more likely to give up when they're challenged. Now, this can feel really difficult to hear and to learn about, But what we know is that children who get complimented for their work and are only praised for the achievement 
and they're told that they're clever from a very early age, when they then face a real challenge, you know, a task that they struggle with, something that they don't know, that actually involves hard work, learning, a process of making mistakes, perhaps even failing, in order to do something, they give up quicker. And they give up quicker because it no longer fits with their self-belief of, I'm clever and I can achieve well. And so when you then offer challenging task to a child that has received a lot of this compliment praise, what they tend to do is say things like, I don't enjoy that. I don't like doing it. What they're saying is doing this takes a lot of hard work. It feels bad to try, so I'm not going to. So these children tend to give up on tasks more quickly. They tend to get frustrated with things that they cannot do and they tend to blame the task rather than see it as something that's about themselves. So lots of these children will say things like, oh, learning French is stupid, for example, if it's a really hard topic for them, or I don't like football, it's just silly. So they will find the things that they really struggle with as the thing to blame rather than think, okay, this is a skill. This is something I need to learn. I don't understand how to do this and it's gonna take me some practice. So one of the things that is really important for us as adults around children and parents in general is to really be mindful about the compliments. I'm not saying don't use them. It's totally okay to see a child and tell them that they look cute or they look pretty. I think in our society, this conversation about praise has really gone way too far, where I know there's adults going, I can't tell my child she looks cute. Of course you can. It feels good. Of course you can tell your friend, your child, your neighbor's child that they look pretty or that they've done a really good thing or that their drawing is really pretty. That's fine. And let's think about this within the context of balance. Let's think about how we balance this kind of praise with a different type of praise. And you can actually build them together. These two things are not kind of exclusive. You can compliment your child and you can do something slightly different. So a small tweak to a compliment. That little tweak, I'm gonna offer it to you now, sounds something like pausing. So what I want you to do before you give a child a big compliment, particularly if they come at you with something, they bring you a drawing and they say, do you like it? Look at what I've done. Pause. I want you to count to five, like five seconds, okay? Not one, two, three, four, five. Count up to five seconds. Just wait. Just look at what they've presented rather than immediately jumping into the, whoa, that's so pretty. Hold your whoa. Okay, because what we want to do is offer the child, our child, their wow moment. We want them to appreciate their drawing. We want them to feel proud of what they've done without us having to layer it with how it makes us feel to see them do this. So just pause. That's my first tip. Count to five. And then if you're able to within that pause, change your wow to their wow. So that might sound like, ooh, what do you think of your drawing? Flip it over. What do you think about what you've drawn? Tell me what it is. Get them talking about their drawing. 
I promise that what you will witness is something very different in your child. Yes, they beam when you compliment them and you say you like something. But when you hear them talk about what they've done and you see them beam by themselves for their own doing, their own work, their own sense of, yeah, I do like this. I really enjoyed drawing this. You can then join their celebration. And when they've done that bit, you can join with their wow. Wow, I love it. It's so good. Thank you so much for telling me how you drew that. That's incredible that you drew all those things. It's great. Join in. It feels so much better for you and them. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Another kind of praise that isn't about compliments is something that I like to call words that encourage. And this is about when you praise on effort rather than the finished product or the achievement. So instead of shining the spotlight on the drawing, what you do is you shine the spotlight on the values that you want to see more. This is about praising process, which is about doing things like working hard, not giving up, persevering, trying something new that scares them. And it's shown that it helps to inspire children to keep working at tasks that really challenge them. So some of these words are things like, you did it, or you made it, or whoa, you look like you worked so hard on that drawing. Do you like it? Okay, so this isn't about placing your adult judgment on the outcome. It is not about your emotional experience of witnessing your child doing something. This is about your child doing something and naming it. And this can really develop internal motivation. And this is what we talk about when people talk about um, growth mindset ideas. This is the kind of thing that helps children grow their mindset, that they can do hard things. And we know that this fosters an attitude for success because what it does is look at the process. One of the really beautiful things about this form of praise is that I very much encourage you to do it for yourself and to do it explicitly. Now, I know that praise feels really uncomfortable, so we like to receive compliments from others, but can we praise ourselves for the things that we're working on? Can we praise our intention of working hard at something? Can we praise, I'm gonna go with this example, the idea of 
trying to slow down and become more conscious of when we praise for our child and actually try something a little bit different. Something that isn't so quick to roll off the tongue or that doesn't feel as familiar because we didn't receive it. This is really important for your child to witness you praising yourself. It can come at any point in the day. You don't have to do a massive achievement. And that's what I really want you to focus on here. It's not about the big outcome. It's about the process. So some of it might be internal, just for you. And I really want to invite you to practice this because the more you do this, the easier it's gonna be to do it with your child. So that includes saying things to you like, okay, that was good. I paused before. I didn't just share my wow, I slowed it down and I said something different. Felt a bit weird, but I did well, I tried it. Great, I want you to start talking to yourself like this. The way that you wanna talk to your child, it needs to start with you. Another way might be, you make dinner. You make dinner and it tastes good. I mean, praise yourself, definitely, and also, You don't say something out loud. If it feels uncomfortable, I want you to remember that it's because it's unfamiliar, not because it's wrong. You made dinner at the end of a long day on top of parenting and working and the food tastes good. I mean, come on, we should all be praising ourselves for this. So it might sound something like, oh, wow, I made it. I made a sausage casserole today and I didn't think I was gonna have time at all. And it tastes good. I'm really pleased with that. Yeah, that's good. So I'm not saying praise everything, okay? Pick one or two moments in your day. One that's internal for you. I really want you to encourage yourself and give yourself that kind of warm praise that you want to offer your child when you're doing hard things. Parenting is really hard. You need this kind of praise, okay? But you don't need it from anybody else. You need it from yourself. And when you're able to do that, you're gonna be able to transfer it to your child. And then I also want you to choose another one that you do out loud. Why? Because we wanna model to our kids when you're working on something, when you're trying to do something hard, it's good for you to acknowledge it. Yes, it's really good for you to acknowledge it. This isn't bragging. And I know there's this like, attitude sometimes that it's gonna sound like I'm bragging. You're not bragging. It's not bragging. You don't have to be in people's faces saying, look what I've done. It's about just giving yourself that comfort of I did something and I worked hard on it and I am proud of it. Like good for me for doing this. I wasn't even sure I was gonna be able to. And when we teach our children that that is acceptable, more than that, this is part of growing self-worth, they will copy us because that's what kids do. They copy what we do, they copy what we say. So when we do this for us, they're then able to do it for themselves. And the outcome, what we're working on here, looks like when your child completes a drawing or a piece of work, rather than them coming to you and saying, look, do you like it? What do you think of it? They're gonna come to you and it's gonna sound different. It's gonna sound like, look what I did. Isn't it good? That's what we want. We want our child to say, I wanna show you something I did because I think it's amazing. Rather than, I wanna show you something I did because I need you to tell me that it's really good. Otherwise, I'm not sure.
Finally, the third kind of praise I'm gonna share with you today is about words that connect, and it's about connecting with the work your child has done. This is a lot more conversational, but it is a form of praise because it shines a spotlight on the choices that your child has made. And this doesn't just give your child the message that you value them as a person for what they've done, but it also helps them understand that their identity is separate to the choices that they make. So rather than attaching a value to their person, something like, good boy, or you're so clever, this kind of praise says, help me understand how you got to that point. Help me learn your thinking process. Help me get to know you a little bit better by sharing with me the things that you like or the things that you don't like that have got you to do this in this particular way. Because every drawing, every piece of work, anything your child does, including like choosing clothes, for example, comes from a very unique personal place. And it's really important that we also offer this, our child this idea that their identity is not based on the choices that they make. The choices are just choices in that moment and they are separate to who they are as a person. So these kinds of praise words that connect, they sound something like, what made you decide to do that? How did you work that out? What do you like about it? What we're doing here is meeting our child with curiosity. And this is my favorite strategy for everything. I mean, if you've been following me on Instagram and you're part of our community, you will know curiosity is completely my thing because I find curiosity so powerful and I've witnessed it in so many contexts. When we stop, we pause and we get curious, magical things happen between us and our kids. The strongest one is connection and the next strongest one is a sense of deeply feeling understood. And that's what kids want the most. Kids want to be seen and they want to be heard. They want to know that they matter to you as a whole person. So this form of praise is a little bit trickier to implement because it takes practice, a lot more practice than the one I shared before. It takes a lot more of you consciously thinking, I want to understand something, rather than just giving your child a sticker, okay? Complimenting praise is a bit like giving a child a sticker, you know, a little bit of a like tick, you did great. This kind of praise is deeper and therefore it takes more time, it takes more conscious awareness that you're just not gonna throw a word to go, yeah, yeah, you did great. That what you're actually doing is saying, come closer, I want to get to know you better. Now you've shown me your drawing. It's made me curious about you and why you've drawn what you've drawn, how you made that decision to draw a cat rather than a rabbit. Why a cat? What's happening? What are you thinking about? What does this cat represent? Yeah, you don't have to go that deep. Of course you don't. And not with everything. But this is a kind of praise that I think gets dismissed, that I think parents don't use very much. Probably because we don't know how to do it and it feels so unfamiliar. So this is why I'm sharing it here, to give you a sense that you can do this, okay? You can value your child's thoughts, ideas and process. You can develop their internal motivation to problem solve and think about the choices that they make because what you're teaching here is this ability to go through the process again so that your child goes, oh yeah, 
Why did I draw a cat today? I don't know. I just wanted to. But sometimes they'll come up with something magical. They'll say, well, we saw a cat the other day. And I'd never seen a black cat with green eyes. So I wanted to draw it out. And maybe they've started to create a fantastical story, which is what kids do in their minds about this cat and the kind of world that it lives in and who their owners are. Kids do this, but sometimes we don't know because we don't go inwards enough. We don't go into their inner world enough to really see what's going on for them. A cat is sometimes not just a cat. It's just a whole entire story. And really, this is an opportunity. You're missing out on the story. And trust me, the story's good. It always is. The bonus of this kind of praise is huge. And I told you before, you don't have to use this for everything, okay? That would be exhausting. Your day would slow down massively. So I don't do this all the time. I'm not sure I even do this every day, but I definitely sprinkle it in and I dive in when I'm curious about something. And I'm super nosy and curious, so I'm easy with this one. But I know for you that might be hard. So just really think, is there something you want to understand? And try it. But the bonus is that when your child makes a mistake, or they try hard at something and they fail, they begin to understand that this does not make them bad, that they can learn from the choices that they've made to get to a different outcome. So when you use this kind of praise, this kind of curious conversation about an achievement, it teaches children that you can have the same curious conversation when it's a failure or a mistake or a real opportunity for learning. And this is where growth happens. So I hope I've offered you some information about the kinds of praise that are available to you to use with your child. And I'm going to repeat this. They're all available to you. It's okay to say, well done, or you're such a good girl. It's fine. Just remember that it's more like a sticker and it's not actually giving your child very much depth. There's other things that you can give them depth with. And for me, it's a balance. Choose your praise carefully, okay? Don't forget to look at the bigger picture, the way that you can communicate acceptance, encouragement, and express curiosity in a way that is different than just your standard compliment. And you know, do this for you too. And do it for others around you. Don't just compliment the dress or the attire they're wearing or whatever it is. Ask questions about it. So it might sound like, whoa, I love how you've redecorated your house. It looks amazing. How did you choose these paint colors? I would have never chosen these. How did you choose? How did you know that it was going to go with your furniture? Who helped you? Talk about it. I promise you one thing, and this is coming from me, who is also a human and an adult, when people don't just praise things with a compliment, but they go a little bit deeper, it feels really good. Like, it makes you feel like, oh my God, you're interested in my process? Let me tell you about it. It feels great because somebody's interested in you. They're not just giving you a sticker. They're saying, I wanna know, and I wanna get deeper and closer to you. I wanna connect. And that's something we all want and we all need. And we're coming to an end. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Praise of Talking Sense. If you would like to be part of my community on Instagram, come and join us. 
it's Dr. Marta Psychologist. I'm also going to be releasing a newsletter really shortly. So if you want to be part of the launch and get some happy content in your inbox every week, go and sign up on my website, which is drmartapsychologist.com. Finally, I like to end on a little mantra, something to hold you for the rest of the week. And today, given our conversation, the mantra I choose to offer you is, I choose to be proud of myself. Wishing you a restful week and looking forward to seeing you again next week on Talking Sense. Until then, see you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 